Early breakfast, 7.02 this morning. That's right. Niklas Bauer with you until 6 a.m. before Bungani Pingwe and the team take over. Uh, still trying to find out what you are going to be buying when we head to the bottle store this morning. Uh, I've heard cases of people, honestly, camping out uh, from not even the crack of dawn. Sun's not yet up, but people have set their alarm clocks to make sure that they are at the front of the queue when those uh, bottle stores eventually open up their doors. Uh, send us a WhatsApp voice note, maybe, 072-702-1702. You can also give us a call, 011-883-0702. But first things first, let's talk about stigma and multiple sclerosis, especially here in South Africa. Stigma attached to certain diseases in our cultures, uh, us being such a diverse nation, have a huge effect not only on the diagnosis but also the management and treatment of diseases. Racy Caroline Machiwa, she joins us live on the line now, head of Novartis Sub-Saharan Africa. Racy, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Nicolette. Good morning, listeners. So we're talking about multiple sclerosis this morning. Uh, why in particular multiple sclerosis has got this stigma around its diagnosis and also care, uh, specifically in African cultures? In Africa, a lot of the diseases that cannot be explained always have a stigma around it. And a lot of times when you cannot explain something, people always fall back to say it's witchcraft or something has happened. Why, why I say that is multiple sclerosis as a disease, in most cases can be confused with many, many other diseases, but when you try to treat it, thinking a certain disease, then it doesn't work. Then people will always say this is witchcraft. And because of that, many people might not want to come out. So that is what causes a lot of stigma around it. But not only that, the things that happen to multiple sclerosis patients, some of them are actually where someone has to go into a wheelchair when it really becomes really bad. And some of the things that they experience can actually make someone start thinking, maybe this one has witchcraft. So because of that, you find a lot of cases that people, patients who have multiple sclerosis, will keep quiet about it or they call it a totally different disease altogether. That's not getting treated. And because of that, then sometimes it puts a lot of stigma on that. Just to remind everyone, uh, multiple sclerosis is a potentially disabling disease of the brain and spinal cord. It essentially affects the central nervous system as the immune system attacks the protective sheath that covers nerve fibers and other nerve endings. And problems commonly associated with it include vision problems, tingling and numbness, along with pains and spasms, and uh, eventually uh, people not being able to move at all, complete immobility. And I suppose... Yeah, that's synonymous with this idea of being bewitched, uh, especially you know, not only in, in far-flung rural places around South Africa, but also uh, it's, it's not only understandable that these, these cultures and beliefs will also uh, spread to urban areas. Yes, very true. And if you look at it worldwide, roughly one, to seven, one, one in every 750 people could be having multiple sclerosis. So you look at that and it says, it's quite big, but a lot of times you do not find people coming up saying that they have it to start with. And maybe in a layman's language, Nicholas, I can, I can give an example of you're watching a TV or you're watching radio, those people listening to you, then something happens to the web and the information doesn't come as expected. Then there's parts of that. That is what we describe multiple sclerosis. The information is not passing from the brain to the body. It is supposed to pass. And because of that, it can either cause a twitch 
it can make you fall down, it can make you lose your vision, have double vision. So it, there's a lot of things that happen. And sometimes it, it even causes you to lose balance. So if you lose balance, you could be standing up, you're going to pick something, a pen from your brain or your colleague, then you hit into a wall or you start walking like you're drunk. So when people see that and you cannot explain it, then a lot of times people wonder what is really wrong with this person. So today it could be that I'm walking drunk. Tomorrow it could be like I just became like I fell down. The next day it could be I could not see very well. So there are a lot of things that present, and they present differently different patients. So one patient is not similar to the next patient. They are all different. They present differently. And Racy, it's, it's an unfortunate reality that it really just takes one person to say, uh, you know, that this, this person has been bewitched or, or obviously they've had a spell cast over them for mm. that stereotype, for that uh, misnomer to just gain traction and become the truth in a rural community and in a village. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. That's all it just takes. But also looking at it, the way to even diagnose it, if you have to do multiple tests, the doctors have to eliminate a lot of things before they arrive there. And a lot of times, if you look at it, the test that needs to be done, that is MRI, it's quite extensive. Here, the good thing is your medical cover, you're covered at least once a year. But it's also not cheap if you have to pay from your pocket. If you're talking about spending 15,000 rand to just do an MRI, if the need you're just getting from your pocket, you're not covered by insurance, that's still a lot of money. So it's, it's also looking at it and saying it has, it has a, an experience that comes to it, but because of that, you'd find that a lot of people, then they don't do what they need to do. They don't visit the doctors. Or they just look at it and say it's something that I manage. Because sometimes when you look at the different types, there are those which you get a relapse, you go into remission, then you're okay for some time. There are those which every time you have those symptoms, and unless you get very good medication, which will actually manage those symptoms for you, then it becomes a challenge. We're talking to Racy Caroline Machua, head of Novartis, discussing the stigma associated with certain diseases in Africa. Talking about multiple sclerosis today, but uh, it's an unfortunate reality, Racy, that this stigma around diseases has been with us for a very, very long time. Uh, the, mm. the, the attempt to try and bring... Uh, HIV AIDS under control in South African society was a major challenge, uh, especially with the stigma associated with the with the disease. Mm. What I've seen working, Nicholas, and I've seen that a lot in the developed markets, and I'm always careful not to say that while second world because I believe we are developing nations also. So what I've seen working a lot in the developed markets is people talking about it, especially when you hear celebrities coming up to talk about it then it also gives people confidence to see that this is a normal thing. It's not something that should only be talked in the toilet or in the bedroom or under the cover of blankets. When people talk about it, they saw what they're going through. Then a lot of people start identifying with that and they're able to say, actually, I'm feeling the same thing. Actually, I'm feeling the same thing. Then also having very good specialists who can also diagnose, diagnose it and also give the right medication. I'm glad to say a lot of companies actually have been doing a lot of work around neuroscience. Novartis has been one of them. And we have a very good history of neuroscience and a lot of very good innovative drugs which we should come up with. And we're still researching around that to see how can we make sure that we are adding value to, to the lives of the patients by giving or offering medication which can improve the quality of life of the patients. Because a lot of times that's what they need, just the quality of life. 
because if you look at the symptoms and how they affect the patient, honestly, Nicholas, you find that the quality of life, going to work, marriage, taking care of your children, interacting with people, everything is affected. And the fact that these are things which are visible, that's of course a stigma. For instance, in HIV was there, someone who got very thin if you're not treated, the skin changes, there are a lot of things which are very visible. And that's what happens. All these diseases which are very visible, people can see how you're progressing. And if they cannot explain it, then that's where the witchcraft aspect comes in. But if it can be explained, then sometimes people keep quiet. So sometimes you see when some things are happening which are not very normal, people say it's cancer because people are not cancer. But still, as much as they say cancer, people will always mention maybe witchcraft somewhere. So it's us to talk more about it. If the celebrities probably will happen to also talk about it, for the doctors to talk about it, for, for us to create a bit of awareness around that. It's not a good thing. Ra- I can understand the stigma around uh, a disease like HIV, right? It's, it's associated uh-huh. with sex, which in a lot of societies, majority of uh-huh. societies in the world, it's, it's you know, a taboo uh, subject to be discussed in the open. And, you know, certain yeah. uh, people believe that you shouldn't discuss it unless you're married, for instance. But But why is there this stigma around diseases that, that aren't commonly associated mm. with, with taboo subjects like sexuality? First and foremost, a lot of people in Africa believe in, um, would believe in spirits. And it may not only be Africa. Across, a lot of people believe in spirits. And they're good spirits and bad spirits. So I'll give an example. If someone talks about epilepsy, when you fall down, you throat, you, you kick, all that, a lot of times people don't just change their spirits in you if they don't understand epilepsy. For this disease, multiple sclerosis, some of those things present as that. As I, as I mentioned, where you're walking, you're walking to a wall. Where you're, you are saying something, but now it looks like you can't say anything anymore. Where you, one part of your body just gets paralyzed. Then after that, you get well. So where people cannot explain why is it that today she's this way, tomorrow she's this way, or she's better, then people start connecting, then she, maybe she's being attacked, that spirit, that time when she gets those episodes. And it's because they cannot explain the naivety that comes to it. And that is how a lot of things should be explained from an African tradition. But if people have the facts, then they know she's getting an attack, or they know this is how we need help manage. There's just lack of information. And if that information is out there, Nicholas, then it should be okay. People should be able to see this person is this way, let's try to manage this way. But also, gradually, and then a lot of times, you see people going to Sangoma's going to say, how can we get treated? But because this person gets fit and they get out of it, they are walking, they walk in a wall, they are doing this, that if this happens, one side of their body gets paralyzed, paralyzed, we don't know how to explain it, we're giving the medicine, it's not working. Because in most cases, because it's a serious problem, which you just explained earlier. When you give medicine which is wrong, then it's not going to work. You have to give the right medication to make sure that those symptoms are managed. When they're not managed, today they are there, tomorrow they are not, next day they are there, then people start thinking this person gets attacked by these spirits periodically. And sometimes you might see them maybe saying, these spirits come at night or they come in the morning, because that's when they notice these things happening. But to the right information, 
talking to your healthcare providers, specialized doctors who really know how to work on this to diagnose this. Then a lot of this can be explained. Talking about it in the media, people saying that this is not a disease for states. This is a disease which anyone can get. It's not explained how. They don't know a real cause, but this could be the probable causes. If there's a long line of it within your family, that's what the doctor will ask you. Have, have your mother felt like your father, your uncle? You need to explain all that so that maybe the doctor can also know probably something that has been in the chain. It's genetic. Then the doctor can be able to see which is the right medicine to give after the term and MRI. Racy, it's an interesting concept to try and ensure you're in an environment mm-hmm. where urbanization is happening at a rapid rate in a lot of uh, countries in Africa, uh, South Africa, uh, no different. You know, mm-hmm. There's a complaint in the African continent of westernization of, of culture and, and values. It doesn't need to be mutually exclusive, though, when we, we raise awareness around things like multiple sclerosis and try and expose the, the myths around the disease that culture doesn't get eroded in, in, in the process. Mm. Mm. It's true. There has to be a balance with both. Because I look at it and say a lot of the cultural things that we have in Africa is what has brought us where we are. The respect that we have for our elders, a lot of things that we do which are culturally right, they've actually shaded us from a lot of things that we otherwise would have experienced. But having said that, if you look at uh, a lot of the people in Africa become Google doctors now, we have someone, instead of going to see a doctor, they'll actually Google a disease and say, this is the disease, this is the medication I want. And a lot of times they'll even go to the doc, to the pharmacist or the doctor and say, I Googled this and this is what I'm feeling, I think I'm disabled. So also that, that balance to, to, to be able to do this the Western part, which comes in with the medication to help, but also there's the cultural aspect, which you have to respect. But having said that, if you see culture is not bringing progression, then as leaders, we need to say, we need to raise our hands. As parents, we need to do that. A lot of times, you find that the parents are the ones who instigated this. The parents, maybe because of lack of exposure, probably, I don't know, but maybe also to listen to the wrong people, or maybe just trying to explain what they cannot take what they cannot understand. So they have a the very good balance of knowing that there's a culture aspect, which from an African tradition, you look at it, from a behavioral perspective, the respect aspect came out of it, or just making sure then you keep away from things which are likely to bring, to bring a curse to your family. But in the Western aspect, when you look at it, there are a lot of things which have come, which are very good, which help us to improve the quality of life that we have, provided it's used to some moderation. So it has to be a balance. It really has to be a balance. And we are wise people. Human beings are wise. If we listen to ourselves and we listen to the right quarters, then definitely we'll make the right decision. But a lot of times we are influenced by things which should not be influencing us. So someone, we have to really look at a very good balance of that. But one thing which I always mention to everybody, especially the ones who could be religious, sometimes I'll say, there's wisdom in praying and believing that something would happen, but God has also given us doctors who have wisdom to help treat these things. So when we get this kind of thing, instead of going to Sangomas or herbal treatment, please go and see a doctor, a qualified doctor who will look through you, who will hear your history, who will prescribe what is right for you. Racy, where, where, where do we find out uh, more online? Where are the online resources to 
arm us with the knowledge that we need to try and dispel the stigma around multiple sclerosis? There's a lot of information online. And in South Africa, I know there are, there are a number of several patient groups. Um, I would not say any per se. I would, I would not mention any per se on this, on this, uh, in this interview. But what I would ask, it's just good for someone to do their due diligence when they are, when they are checking online. Facebook, there are several Facebook groups which actually support patients on this. But also there are very good specialist neurophysicians who can actually help with this. So if you're going to see a doctor, please visit a neurophysician who will then help. Those are the specialists in CNS. So then those can also help you in terms of just explaining what is happening. Sometimes I discourage people going on internet a lot because you get all kinds of information which can confuse. But when you talk to someone who is specialized, then you get clarity. So I would always advise you visit your doctor if you suspect any of the the symptoms that you talked about, Nicholas. Racy Machilwa, head of Nevada's Sub-Saharan Africa, talking to us about the stigma around multiple sclerosis.